You know what we about to do. Saddle, feed uh, the sheep. Back in it, season Good. four still surprise. Season four, I was about to say, <laughs> what I was about to say. Wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> we are recording this in advance. You guys, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be. We'll be on like close to season five, right? Oh, it'll probably be September. Yeah. By the time it'll they be hear close, this, it'll be like super close to season five. We'll give you the pod that like is that we'll give you we'll make sure the season four finale is something you guys know. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got plenty of season four left. Right. Honestly. We just uh you guys y- you've listened to Thus Now, you've listened to uh session one, two, four, five, and six of Revision Conference twenty twenty three. And uh you may be thinking, Ross, where's session three? And I would sit, be sitting there and say to you, that's a great question to ask. <laughs> it got lost. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question, exactly. The technology <laughs> ate it, and I could not recover it. So, unfortunately, we do not have a session three to show you all, which I, it hurts my heart. But it's what, it's what the, the enemy just didn't want it out there. Yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> But it doesn't matter because God still gets the glory. Amen. And it was a great word, though, from Lauren Alexander. Mm. And it just means that y'all got to be there next year. That's it. That just means just come. July 26th and 27th of 2024. Put it on your calendars now. Revision Conference 2024. Mm. We going to be getting in on it. We going. We we are going to be going in, in on it. I don't know what the theme is yet. We don't know, but, but it'll come. We had evangelism, <laughs> discipleship, on mission was our theme, and man, they brought the words. The word was good. I mean, like we everybody about? brought the word. Everyone, I, except for I'm not going to speak for myself. I was a speaker this Russ, year. I can but speak I'm not for speaking Russ. for myself. I can speak. Everybody Russ. else Russ though brought, brought the, word. the word. Ross brought the word. I can speak because I was just the MC. So, I mean, it was so like I, I, I mean, I wish. We could get everyone here in this area, everyone who listens, to just go because they just don't understand. Like they miss out on like you take away so much as someone who is working it, mm. just as much as you are someone mm-hmm. who is a part of it. Yeah, literally. Like we got we got our our shepherd team, which is our volunteers, who are older, like older than young adults. Yeah, and college students, young adults, older than that, you can serve, and they get a lot out of it too. And it's just. I mean, it was it was just so good. Like the message of being like that um, t- that the gospel. There's opportunities for the gospel to present itself mm. always. Like it, even when you have no, like even when the odds are against you, and you don't have, and you're like, what? 
how can I, it, it, it will happen. Just ask the Lord to open up a door for the gospel. I guarantee it will yeah. open. I guarantee it. That's good. And, and it, the thing is, it will happen even when you don't want it to. <laughs> when, when, when the last thing you want to do is bring up the gospel in a, in a certain situation, it, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And like, th- that's the thing is, we, we as Christians, we need to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah. A message we just heard recently was, you're anointed. And you don't always have to feel the anointed to be anointed, mm. but you just have to know that you're anointed. So when when you're going out and you're spreading the good news of the gospel, uh, the good news of Jesus, you're anointed. If you are a child of God, and as a child of God, those who put their faith put place their faith in Jesus, mm. uh, you are anointed. You don't have to feel it all the time. You don't have to feel the call all the time to go. It's just you just it's a it's really just obedience you know that you're supposed to so in in obedience i don't have to feel like oh the spirit led me to have a conversation with him that doesn't always have to be the case the spirit don't have to leave you can go you can want to have one yeah <laughs> you can you can just as easily want to have one because you love the lord and you love people's eternity so it's, much that you just want to go talk to them yeah it's uh it's what what cam was just saying right before we we hopped on the pod he was talking about um being sent and went yeah 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 yeah. some went and some are sent yeah, yeah. There's, so like, there's, there's nothing wrong with either of them there's nothing yeah like, but like you can you know when you're sent and you know there's nothing wrong with you you who went but like the, you, sometimes you, you can't deny the fact that you were sent there yeah so and sometimes you're not sent there but you're gonna go yeah and i you, went you and were I gonna went there. you're gonna win <laughs> you're gonna win for sure <laughs> you're gonna win <laughs> <went. laughs> oh we love it hey we are so excited to be back in the saddle with you guys though uh, Cam Todd, Ross Steele. Uh, I feel like we don't introduce ourselves ever, but that's because we just assume everybody knows yeah, us. Yeah, we. I mean, it's our, our pictures <laughs> and name because is like we know new, we like, know each other. We know a whole number. We know like the whole world basically by now. Um, that's what it seems like. <laughs> that's really what it seems like. You literally walk anywhere. It's just like I know somebody all the time. So, uh, and Cam's just the most outgoing dude ever. So. Uh, he literally knows everybody everywhere he goes. And if I don't know you, I'll get to know you in like two seconds. <laughs> you make eye contact with him for more than two seconds. If you make eye, no, that's the thing with me. If you make eye contact with me in a public setting, like, and you're so antisocial, you're gonna wish you didn't do that. Like, I will, yeah, hunt you down. And he'll hug you. I will. I don't even know to know you. Like, I'll just. Oh, he'll hug you and he'll tell you. He I loves love you. that. Like I, I, I love. I'm sorry, introverts, but like I love making him feel so uncomfortable. It's like my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Like if you're an introvert, like you will feel so uncomfortable around oh, me just because goodness. I will love on you so much. All of my like. Now I don't say all my half of my close friends, like my close circle, were like introverts that I adopted. Like I was just a super extrovert and like I annoy them to the point where they were like, I guess we'll hang out with him. But like I hu- publicly humiliate them every time we go out in public. That's and it's gold. like I just adopted you like as as an extrovert. It's our job to adopt introverts and make their life miserable. What else? <laughs> <laughs> to make their lives miserable. I don't know if that's the you right know what I, you know what I mean. We have to make them get out of their comfort zone the same yeah. way. Jesus made the disciples get out of their comfort zone sometimes. That's right. So what you're saying are extroverts are superior. And no, (laughs) I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have a job as extroverts as we do introverts. You know what? So Kelsey and I, uh, for those who don't know by now, Kelsey is my wife. 
she's introverted. Yes, very. I'm ext- I'm extroverted, and I've learned a lot from her, and I she's learned from me as well. Like, uh, not that she's an extrovert now or that I'm an introvert now, but like in her introverted in in her style of being introverted, it it has kind of trained me to like, hey, I don't have to talk all the time. Like I can just rest and be still. I don't always have to have something to say. I don't always have to be doing something. Um, and then vice versa, like in my extrovertedness, then she, you know, is, is, you know, starting conversations with, you know, people like at, at church and, you know, having, you know, conversations here and there, yada, yada. And like just being more extroverted, just being more, more comfortable in that setting in that type of setting, not saying she prefers it over being introverted, uh, but she's gotten more comfortable over it. So, you know, either way we can, we can learn from the other, but yeah, being extroverted, I could talk to anybody, Cam could talk to anybody and we don't just come up on here to talk. Well, that's not we true, kinda, That's kind of all we do. <laughs> that is kind of what we do. That's not what it's we not do. It's not to hear kind ourselves talk. It's everything we do. It's not to hear ourselves talk. It's like, hey, we're going to talk to each other, and then we're going to put it out there, and hopefully people are blessed with it. Yeah. I mean, like, and I think there's a, like, there's a point, like, there's a pro and a cons. Like, I'm sure, Ross, you've had this, is, like, you've had people come up to you, and they're like, you know, like, how how do I, or, like, they're intimidated to live um, uh, 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 a fool for Christ's sake life or a God fearing life because they feel like they have to come out of their shell a little bit. Like, like mm. as an introvert, like how would you serve the Lord if you're like, dude, I cannot stand people, <laughs> or like, I know those just, people, or just like, or just like, uh, or like public, like any type of public speaking or crowds or gatherings, like. I just can't do it. Like, how, like you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure, like, a lot of introverts think about this. Like, how would they serve the Lord in that Man, manner? There are so many ways. So many ways. Like, behind-the-scenes things that don't need to be, like, front-centered. Everybody necessarily acknowledges or knows that they're working. But, my goodness, there are so many ways, especially within a church. Uh, your local church, man, get plugged in. You don't have to be the one standing at the door greeting people. You don't have to be the one serving the coffee. You don't even have to be the one, you know, hosting, giving the announcements like you could you. There are so many other ways you can serve that are behind the scenes that are that are laid back that that you don't have to talk to people. But it's still it still is a way of serving the Lord is the one for me is I always have a a ton of my friends because I gravitate towards introverts so much like so many of my friends are introverts and they're just like I've had people ask me or. You know, I just just see their curiosity when they're like, you know, like I, I just don't like I just want to get on my show. Like I don't know, like talking to people is, is hard. And I was like, let's not forget, let's not forget that that Mary chose the good portion. You know what I mean? Let's not forget that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, and Martha was running around trying to serve, mm-hmm. but Mary chose the good portion. And I was like, let's not forget like how you can serve the Lord. By literally just being at his feet, that's service to yeah. him. Like that's service to him, and it's good. Th- and the thing is, is that you know it, it tells us it doesn't tell us in the Bible that like not everyone. I mean, even I think uh, John John Sousa said this about like not everyone's Josh. called Josh. Yeah, Josh. Not everyone's called to be a pastor, or a preacher, or mm-hmm. evangelist. Like you're right. That's so true. Like what do we do for everyone else? Like how? Like Mary chose the good portion at his feet. And you can be a service of, of, this is what I tell them, is I was like, 
the most service you can do is become a prayer warrior. Like that is like, if you want to serve your people around you, you want to serve, you care for them, pray for them. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Become a prayer warrior. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Husa, um, he wrote a book on because this oh, the he five, did the, right and he the, gave it away the fivefold ministry gifts yes and and this one focuses on um uh talks about fivefold ministry gifts this one's focuses on evangelism how to evangelize if that's not your gift that's not his gift at all right but he's a missionary at a university where he has to you go kinda and have evangelize. To, you kind of have to do that like it kind of comes with the job so he he's he's got a book called uh Living a Questionable Life, Being Intentional with What Matters Most by Josh Shusa. Um, it's on Amazon. It's 12 bucks. Uh, really great book. Great read. Awesome dude. Uh, man, I could go on and on about him. But this book, I think, would be a blessing to many people out there yeah. who are listening today that are like, man, kind of questioning what their gift is, what right. their call is. Like this book will do that for you. And it's small. It's not a. It's not a big read. Those are the best. Yeah, those are the best. I, you could read it in an hour, two tops those probably. It depends so on good. your reading pace, but it's it's great. Um, so go out and get that. And um, if I remember by the time I post it, I'll post a link in the description. <laughs> Gosh, I love small books. Not that I don't, because the so Bible he, is he a loves. Big book. Yeah, he <laughs> loves uh, uh, First Peter and Second Peter. Yeah. No, he loves Second Peter and Third Second Peter. Peter. And what? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he likes Jude. It's like one chapter. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, man, what a, what a, what an eventful season it has been. I think yeah, for the both of you're us. You're starting. You're starting. Uh, School back up. I mean, starting you, up school you, and you football, got football and going on. And yeah. Shoot. Well, I mean, what's in, what's in season for you? What do you got coming up for you? I mean, would that what what change does the church change at all with the school year? No, kind of. About to say, I was like, does that like even like? <laughs> no, I've, we got we got life groups launching. We got freedom groups launching. We got yeah. So outreaches. When did those start? When did those launch? Freedom group launches August sixth. So, so that's kind of within by the, the realm time y'all are, by the time y'all are hearing this though you're already past but that, the that's kind of in the in the time frame of the school year though kind of and then we got life groups launch august 20th okay that's so. exactly when the school year starts yeah so so but those go on for the whole semester right. basically semester that's a school term you guys are definitely like yeah, doing like we're not doing it for i school. know you're not doing it for the school but like you guys like we Listen, I, it's just the school. I've been in school for so long. I feel like everything and everyone revolves around like my school semesters. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we got that going. Um, I got married life that I'm growing and learning and failing and winning and all the sorts. Um, I'm, I, I, all. I, I like I'm like the exact opposite. I have like content singleness life. Although you did say that you're coming off the bench, 
I said I would love to come off the bench. I didn't say I was. I said I would I'm love. I'm pretty sure I, I, if we go back we about have to eight look episodes. At it, we have to look at it, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying I'm wanting <laughs> to said, come off the bench. what about the shorties? Yes, what about the sh- Like, listen, I, I said I'm pretty sure I'm wanting to come off the bench. That doesn't mean like oh, I remember. everyone, no, no, every no, no. player Y'all listening. Y'all listening. Y'all know he said that he he's a player now. Am I? He said it. He said, really? I was always the coach. I want to be a player. Yeah, exactly. I said I want to be a player. It doesn't mean I am. Every player on the bench wants to and play. I, and so then I said, so you want to be a player? It doesn't mean the coach is going to put you in just because you want to play. Bro, if you say if you tell people you want to be a player, nobody's going to want to be with you. Oh my gosh! I just, listen, dude. I literally <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said I, I said I want. I said I want to get off the bench. I want to play. I you said some, play. someone who's looking to play. That doesn't mean the coach is going to put you in. I'll put you in. <laughs> I'll be a coach. I'll do blind dates. I'll I'll hook you up. Okay. I got some great people. All right. Hey, we're like all over the place. <laughs> and y'all already know that this is just how we roll. But um, we got some some uh, prophetic words that were spoken over Cam, mm. spoken over Kelsey, uh, over myself. Yeah. All of it, which is crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit about prophecy mm-hmm. today. We're 17 minutes into the episode, but... We're just now starting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, do you want to roll with yours first or, yeah. or I can do one of mine? Yeah. I don't care. So, I mean, I can, I can roll with mine a little bit. Um, I was prophesied to back to back days, so like less than 24. I want to say within 12 hours. That's great. Two women. Um, the first one was, um, wor- the first one was in, was in worship. We were doing a worship at an art gallery in downtown Mansfield, Ohio. All six of us. We were rocking and rolling, baby. That's all we needed. And she was prophesying to everyone else, which is awesome. I love to witness prophesy. And I, I was just kind of like, well, she doesn't need a word for me. Like, I, like there's this thing in me that I get jealous. I'm like, oh, why don't I have a word? Like, I want a mm-hmm. word of prophecy. But I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she doesn't need one. Like, yeah. I don't, like, you know what I mean? I don't need a word of prophecy, like, to, you know, like to feel loved or, or anointed or assured. Um, and then at the end, we're all saying our goodbyes and she's kind of like prophesying to us as like a young group. Cause we're all young adults. We're all in college and we're mm-hmm. all, she's like prophesying to us as like a young group. And, um, she kind of like tells us that like, don't criticize ministry because Jesus has given them the flame and allowed them to go where they go. And he is the only one who can take the flame away. So like, if you see ministry and you're questioning it, remember Jesus gave them the flame to get there. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's true. Cause like a lot of it in our age, like we do that a lot. And then she kind of like turned to me and she, dude, that's the thing. It's like, whenever you're, you're like prophesied over, or you see prophecy, you're like, oh dude, that's so uplifting. It's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mine was sort of like not convicting, but kind of like lock in, like mm-hmm. a lock it. Like she told me that she, she told me, um, first of all, in first Corinthians chapter one, she was like, that's your year study. And I was like, that's my year study. She's like, that's your year study. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you have groups around you that love to hear from you. And I was like, yeah, that's true. She's like, they're going to leave. She's like, they're not going to be there anymore. She's like, there's going to be a lot of lonely walks. And she's like, but just know that the Lord is on your side. And I was like, as an extrovert, as we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. that kills me. Like, what? I love my small groups of people. I love, she's like, yeah, the people who they all want to hear from you, no. She's like, actually, people are gonna are not going to like you. And I was like, dang. And she was like, and I, and I was like, what? And she's like, people aren't going to like you because you're going to preach the real gospel. Mm. 
That's you, good. You're going to preach what people don't want to hear. Yeah. And she's like, and you're going to have people call you names, call you a liar, call mm-hmm. you a hypocrite. She's like, but that's okay. Yeah. And she was like, I, she, I just want to let you know. And I was like, and you know, like, like me at the time, like just wanting to be like super encouraged from a prophetic word I got, I'm like ready to be like, oh, let's go. Like, yes. Like, like tell me whatever it is. And I'm just like, dang, like that kind of like, that kind of stinks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but then again, but that was just me being super conceited at the time and not taking yeah. the word of like, the Lord is preparing me for something much greater. And then, so this is Saturday night, Sunday morning after Jalen spoke at the service, uh, she was prophesying to me. And, you know, one thing about me is like temptation's a battle I, I struggle with. And whenever I fall into temptation, I feel like the Lord just like threw me in the, in the pits of hell. Like he's just done with me. He's like, dude, you're, I'm done. I'm done working with you. I'm done working in you. Like you're done. I gave you chance after chance. And that's something I continue to tell myself all the time is like the Lord's done working in me. Like whenever, like whenever I fall short or whenever I lie or whenever I say a white lie or like, you know, like whenever I feel convicted, I literally feel like the Lord is done working in me. And it's like a terrible thing I have and it kills me. And the first thing she told me, she was like, you have enough anointment on your head to anoint nations. That's what she told me. And I was like, like, okay. And then she told me and she was like, don't drink your own juice because it's poison. Mm. And at the time, I was like, what does that mean? I was like, okay, don't drink my own juice because it's poison. I was like, does that mean, like, don't be, like, 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 like too prideful? Like, I was thinking, I was like, what does that mean? And Jalen had told me, he was like, no, like, that means what you always do. Like, when you tell yourself that the Lord's not working anymore, like, that's your juice that you're giving yourself. And, like, you're killing yourself. In the midst of that spiritually, you're killing yourself spiritually. Mm. Because you're, like, you keep, you know, um, diminishing all the good works that you have and like all your confidence and all your courage, you keep killing it. Like you're drinking your juice. Cause that's what I give myself all the time. I'm super hard on myself. She said, someone along your family line dropped an anointing and the Lord gave you double. She said, the, the Lord has given you double the anointing. And she's like, and you're going to have to deal with what comes with double the anointing. That's good. And she was like, she was basically just telling me, like, that's going to come with, like, you're going to go through a lot of hardships here. She's like, you're about to endure a lot of hardships. And, you know, but she didn't give specify, but I feel like the lady before specified what those hardships were. Like, kind of losing, like, my group of people who are just kind of like my group of people. Mm-hmm. Not really, like, my fellowship group, but, like, yeah. I'm going to be losing, like, the people who I just love to see and feed off of their energy. Because, like, they're like, you're going to feel alone. She was like, but doors are going to open for you. And she's like, and whatever the world has to offer, it doesn't matter what price tag is on it the Lord is going to offer you something so much greater. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was, though that was kind of a summary. They, they were both like, they were both kind of like three, four minutes long, but that was kind of like the summary of like what they were telling me. So, Ooh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I, I think of, um, I think of, you say the fire. I heard something recently and said, is the fire within you greater than the fire before you? Mm. The furnace before you. Yeah. Is the fire within you greater than the furnace before you? So to your prophetic word that was spoken over you, bro, that's kind of what came to mind for me. It was like, oh, like you got a fire within you, but it's got to be greater than 
the furnace yeah. before you because you're mm-hmm. about to go into the you're gonna yeah. step into the furnace when yeah. you receive when you receive this anointing and yeah the anointing's already on you but you still gotta kind of receive it in yeah. a way of being yeah. like hey I'm gonna step into this anointing yeah yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna feel like hell sometimes right. um from the attacks but man we don't know and just like we said we don't always have to feel the anointing to, to be walking in right it. And we're just walking and trusting and having faith. Lord's Lord's showing up. Yeah, He's providing every way. I'm excited to see what 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 you're gonna yeah. do. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to not drink my own juice. That whenever I <laughs> whenever I get to the point, because it happens so often to where I just talk down on myself, and it happens so often that I'm just like, no, I'm not. I, I'm literally gonna tell myself, I'm not drink. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not drinking because like that's f- whatever I'm feeding myself is not yeah. of me. It's of the enemy and it's yeah. false. Yeah, take those thoughts captive, and make them obedient yeah. to Christ. Yeah. Amen. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. So mine are a little bit, I mean, yours personal. My my words that were spoken recently, one was at Revision Conference. Uh, Josh Sousa, again, shout out. He, he is the gift of prophecy. So he spoke three words, three prophetic words after his message. He asked for um, permission from me as the one putting on the conference. And you said, absolutely. God is a, <laughs> God is a God of order and he operates through authority. Yeah. What, what most people let just slip their mind when Josh was asking me permission, he was stepping into the realm that I am the ultimate authority in the, in that room on an earthly sense. I'm the authority. Lord's the ultimate authority, but like I'm the highest of authority at that conference. Yeah. Um, and people probably didn't think twice of it, Yeah, but I just wanted to bring it up because I'm like, Hey, we, we have to check ourselves sometimes. Like we may be the best of the best, but if we're invited to come somewhere, we don't do anything without, you know, passing it by onto like, you know, those who are, who invited us. Um, so super respectable. Um, he, he said, yeah, he said, Hey, I got, I got words. I got some words prophetic words i'd like to speak ross if that's okay i said absolutely absolutely let's do it he explained fivefold ministry gifts explained prophecy um and handled it with grace and humility the one word that was spoken was over one of our speakers lauren alexander man it was a so accurate it was it was scary accurate (laughs) because i was talking to lauren before josh was even yeah on campus yeah. And she was telling me about some things in her heart. And literally, Josh was like, I haven't spoken to you since last year. Here's what the Lord's given me. It was exactly what yes, she was telling me. I was like, oh, bro, I know. Um, another word was spoken over our director of worship and production, Morgan. Uh, he, this man has a gift of worship. He, he's got an yeah. anointing yeah, of worship. Does. Yeah, he does. He He's written songs before. Over the last four or five years, he kind of stopped. And I just kept telling over the last year, I'm like, bro, you need to write again. You need to write again. You need to write again. He's like, I know. I just, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then Josh speaks a prophetic word over Morgan <laughs> and is basically telling him to write again. Uh, and the man's got a gift for it. And the Lord's going to do mighty things through through his songwriting and his worship. I, I just know it and I believe it. So that one was awesome. And then finally, my wife, Kelsey, had a prophetic word spoken over her. And to save time, um, 
we like Kelsey and I, when we came into marriage, like there were some health concerns that would prevent us from having children until they were dealt with, um, which is, uh, is hard to hear. Um, they've been concerns for the last couple of years and, uh, we just got married recently. So I knew about it going into marriage, but I'm like, you know, I'm speaking in faith. Like we're going to have kids. Uh, her greatest desire, uh, was, is to be a mom. And that was when we first met, like I asked, I said, what's your greatest longing in life? Deep question. I know, but she said she wanted to be a mom. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. I love it. Cause I can't wait to be dad. <laughs> but, uh, the word spoken over Kelsey was her name. The meaning of her name is victory. Um, well, part of it is means victory. It actually means ship's victory, which let me just put it into perspective how the Lord works. My name means headland and Ross means headland. And it's often a, an area of which you would build a lighthouse upon mm. to direct ships into the Harbor. Mm. And, and the church that I'm now pastoring at has a big old lighthouse in the front. That's what brought me here. Cause I was like, Oh, that's the Lord telling me like, I know what my name means. And then Kelsey's name meaning ships victory. So they both have to do with ships. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so her, her name meaning victory and talking about the full victory that she's going to receive will be as a mom and that she, it's going to come as a baby. And, um, and that first, that firstborn is going to, that's where the real victory is going to come. And, and like we lost it. She cried. I cried. I was just like, cause we'd just been waiting and I was, I was fasting, waiting for, waiting on a word. Um, and during, during the conference and I got it the first night and it was just so impactful. It was awesome. Um, my heart was filled. Uh, Kelsey's heart was filled. Um, great, just a powerful time, uh, a, a prophecy that was happening there that Friday night. And then most recently, uh, last week even actually, but when I say recently it was last week, but, uh, for you guys, it was like six weeks ago <laughs> as you listened to this a month or so ago. <laughs> Um, we, so just a background on, on kind of my story, uh, my dad and I never got along growing up. Like we just butt heads all the time. We always argued. Um, I was the only one that ever stood up to him. None of the others. I'm the youngest of six. I was the only one that ever stood up to him. Um, we just did not get along and he just always had this anger always, Still does has this anger, and he always and, and he took it out on my mom, and she's like the sweetest person ever. Never raised her voice one time in her life and apologized in like two seconds, and uh, just just love her to death. So obviously, as me, like I'm a I'm I'm a protector, so I'm gonna protect her. So I stood up to him, and I was like, you know, I was I was in high school. I was thinking I was a sophomore. And I come, I hear him just laying into her in high school. And I said, and I came down and I said, I just simple. I said, that is no way to speak to your wife. And believe me at this time, I was not a respectable man, but I was like, I still knew. And, uh, and then he just kind of like shut up <laughs> and then walked away. But outside of that, I've been living with my parents for the last, you know, four years until Kelsey and I got married, get married, never really saw never really saw my dad angry when I was living there. I think I was the buffer there. Also the fact that I was the one 
that would stand up to him. So maybe he knew better. I don't know. Once I moved out, though, he kind of was reverting back to that anger of sort. And so I I share with um, one of my mentors, Phil, and I was like, hey, man, just be praying for this situation, for my dad. Um, it's like, this is, this is just kind of where we're at. And he, he said, he said he'd be praying and whatnot. And I was like, I don't know if I should be the one to talk to him or not or somebody else, but I just want you to know. Um, and that was like probably two months ago, three months ago. And so then most recently, as in like a week ago from recording this, uh, he comes up to me and he says, he says, Hey man, I had a dream about you and I wanted to share it with you in person. This was a Thursday night going into Friday morning. I want to share it with you in person. He said, it's you and your dad. You're walking down the road and down this road. There's three of you though. I don't know who the third person is. It's just you two. You're walking. You're obviously having like you're really having a passionate conversation. You're both like really involved in the conversation, but it it seems to be like a good conversation. And I just asked the Lord, Lord, who is the third person? And he said to me, uh, it's, it's me. He said, it's like, that's the Lord. Like I, I want him to know that, that when the conversation comes that, because it will come that I'm in the midst that I'm with them both in that conversation. So then, to make things even funnier, is that the next night, so Friday night, this is before Phil told me, by the way, um, the, the, the night before he told me, I had a dream, I had a dream personally, that my uh, I was at like this, I don't know, flag football tournament, my whole extended family was there, whatever, and a part of it was that dad and I got into an argument, and I just... I just look him dead in the eye, and I'm just like, you're angry. You're always angry. Nobody likes you when you're angry. You don't know how to control your anger. And I turn over next to him is his dad, my granddad, and I said, and it's because of you. And and then I just walk away. I wake up. So then that morning, I go to prayer. That's when Phil shares his, his dream about my conversation with my dad. So then I'm like, Phil, this is really weird, but like I literally had this dream last night, and he's like, He's like, yeah, you want to know why? He said, because you have you have an anointing that nobody else in your family has, uh, uh, that, that nobody else in your family picked up. He said, and with that anointing comes a great weight. He said, but what you're doing is you're cutting off generational curses. You're putting a blockage up so that your family's not impacted by it and your kids won't be impacted by it. He said, and the enemy is blocked, is obstacle. And now you, what you're doing and you're anointing and you're, what, what you're purposes is now you are taking you're you're taking steps back you are uh taking those generational curses not just stopping at you but you are pushing it back because your anointed is so great so it's working backwards and you're trying to you now your dad's got to cut that tie and then your granddad's got to cut that tie and it's working its way back to to experience the full freedom the full victory and i was just like whoa like i was just kind of like this is wild. Just all these things, how they lined up. And so, yeah, I don't know when the conversation with my dad will come. We have a great relationship now, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, you kind of forgot that. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
He he's told me he loves me. He's loved me twice ever. Once when I went to Mich- live live in Michigan, and then once after uh, my Easter message, and that's just how he is with all the kids, unfortunately. But it's because of his dad. He's they never he never told him that he loved them really. So it's just it's just stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. In my family. I tell Kelsey I love her like every five minutes. <laughs> if I'm on the phone with you, like we do it, we do it, yeah, me and you do yeah, it. Like, like if we hang up, like I'll say I love you. I I do that to like people like at the bank, like because I I just naturally do it all the time to everyone yeah. I talk to. It's like all right, love you, bye. I'm like oh, uh, see ya. <laughs> That's real, bro. I just yeah. There's just um, a lot of things happening in our lives, folks, and we want to share with you, but also want to share the the gifts of the. Gifts and spirit. Yeah, man. and that's something that's something we could easily do a part two with, man. I mean, just talk more about what is prophecy. Mm. Who is el- like, are we eligible to have a prophetic gift? What if we never got a prophetic word? But mm-hmm. hey, in order for that, y'all got to come back, man. Stay a fool for Christ's sake, dude. That's come the, back. Just come back. Listen in, baby. Come back. I kind of like these cliffhangers. All on me. <laughs> Be a fool for Christ's sake, man. That's it. That's that's all it is to it. That's the most important thing. The world's already got you looking like a fool. Just go ahead and be a fool for Christ's sake. Yeah, get out there. Bless the world. We love you. We mean that wholeheartedly. We love you. We love y'all.